0: intro for the first time and with me i have my co-host
1: doug <laughs> you nailed it Kaylin.
0: so did you you did a great job
1: definitely definitely nailed
0: <laughs> cue for beautiful, awkward beautiful in between so hello welcome back guys this is episode seven
1: Episode seven.
0: Lucky wow. number seven. So I feel like this is it's g-
1: eight oh seven
0: right now. Well now it's eight oh eight. Heart breaks. Whatever. <laughs> We're off to a great start, and I have a feeling that this is gonna be our best episode yet.
1: I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. Lucky number seven. Ugh. Josh Hartnett. Sure. <laughs> How have you been, Kalen?
0: I've been doing okay. Doing okay. I, uh, We're
1: still not in person. No. We're recording nope. live over the internet.
0: Yes, I'm currently outdoors sitting in a carport because it was so damn nice today.
1: Yeah, it was like, I don't know, I think it was in the 70s at some point when I was driving before.
0: I think we only got up to the 60s here, but I'm closer to the water, so it tends to be a little chillier.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, agree, confirm. <laughs>
0: So yeah, uh, I'm doing alright. Sitting outside trying to really just ring out of every um, you know, ounce of good weather as I can.
1: Yeah, cuz it's probably going to rain again oh, no, <laughs> very for soon. For
0: sure, it's supposed to rain the next few days. So It's
1: like on and off. It it's miserable. Mhm. Like it's nice out today, so I feel healthy and like rejuvenated and charged and like oh for sure I could do anything. Like I had, and then the second it starts raining, I'm like I think I'm dying. Yeah, I think this is it.
0: <laughs> it really is miserable when it rains. I mean, at least right now, especially because we're still in this fucking pandemic. Yep. Is that is that the right phrase? Right, like I guess it? I don't know. We're still in it?
1: Yeah. Okay. We're in the curve.
0: Well, speaking about the coronavirus, I wanted to update everyone that uh, listened last week and tell them um, I made my first TikTok.
1: You made a TikTok? I made
0: a TikTok. I just wanted to kind of see the mechanics of it all, like how the editing was.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I was making soup on Sunday, so I made a TikTok of me making soup.
1: You made a soup TikTok? Yes. Okay.
0: Just to show my age, I got...
1: What's your uh, like TikTok name?
0: Oh, it's Father K. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And for all of you that don't know, my name is Father K on that and Instagram because I'm ordained.
1: Kaylin, you got 104 views on your little soup video. Yeah, but... You just watching it constantly? <laughs> yeah, or... it's just all me. <laughs> it's all just you but
0: uh peep those likes there's four whole likes
1: four likes oh coriander look at that
0: i didn't put coriander in there
1: it looked like coriander
0: no i put turmeric that
1: last one that fake chicken uh, yeah vegan chicken list. are you
0: watching it really really right now
1: look at that soup that looks good can you gonna
0: smash that like button doug
1: oh i can actually you're right i will smash
0: do that. that like button and subscribe
1: <sighs> smash that like button <laughs> follow okay. i feel like i had to put my glasses on i'm instantly 100 and i'm like how do you do this and i gave it a heart holla oh i took it away nope i gave it doug back. okay
0: last christmas The double
1: tapped it by mistake
0: you gave me your heart oh wow and the very next day you took it away
1: Caitlin, I just want to mention also that it does say that you're a girl who likes her toast buttered on both sides. No,
0: it does not.
1: Yeah. I'm a cool aunt, and I like to butter both sides of my toast. God
0: damn it. I thought I changed that. Nope. Oh, fuck. All right. I'll do that later. Anyway.
1: So what else, Caitlin? um,
0: Well, I wanted to bring up, keeping in um, quarantine fashion, you also did something kind of reckless, (laughs) Uh, yeah i did and um tell me tell me my hair's
1: been getting out of control and uh i've had enough of it so on saturday we had a zoom hangout with a bunch of our friends and my wife cut my hair live in our kitchen on zoom it was great and it was ridiculous she's never cut hair before she's a nurse she has no (laughs) training to cut hair (laughs) But she did a damn good job and it only required one follow up the next day. She, to shape honestly, up what she had done. For the
0: first time doing it, she did a phenomenal job. She really did.
1: But it did take an hour and a half.
0: I mean, for the first time, yeah. <laughs> like I
1: An hour and a half to cut my hair.
0: Yeah. If, it was a, a break. It was very
1: fun. We had to like
0: honestly. we got her a little bit, as much as we could via Zoom. Um, yeah. My favorite moment, though, was when we thought it was, like, mostly all said and done, like, the haircut was finished. <laughs> and then she just brought down that front layer in front of your eyes and just did a real hasty cut, gave you some real baby yep. bangs for a second. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yep, it was really... And, then you,
0: a, and yeah. then you had a mullet for, like, a second. But then, you know what? Like, most things your wife does, like, she recovered. And she, like, made it fucking work. <laughs>
1: oh my god i'm really happy with it though my hair's short again and it's not driving me absolutely insane hey it was free that's another really great uh thing to remind everyone you know what, doug cutting your hair in your kitchen costs nothing if
0: it's free it's for me it's <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right well yeah what anything else anything else you've been up to since uh since last week
1: no, just, you know, watching TV, reading books, trying to keep myself sane. I did go to the shop for a little bit the last couple days. Oh, yeah? I've had a lot of orders coming in for – I did a big collection sale last week. We're going to keep that going this week. I have some more to post. Very cool. So keep your eyes on our Instagram and Facebook. I've been posting a ton of stuff. We also have a bunch of board games. I know a lot of people have been asking about those, so I posted a huge thing of all of our board games available, again, for delivery and curbside pickup. I know, like, when I'm sitting here – I've been playing Animal Crossing, and my eyes are about to fall out of my head. I need something new. Yeah, we're way too <laughs> so much So I'm time. probably going to have to, like, yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's a lot more fun to, like, maybe sit down and play, like, Settlers of Catan or something like that. But, yeah, I've been just, you know, trying to keep sane and keep occupied and not watch the news too much. Yeah, I,
0: I never watch that. Visible. Worst show on television.
1: Yeah, it is. And they keep renewing it. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> Longest running goddamn show ever. <laughs> why? Yeah. Why is the
1: news still on? It's a bummer. Every season it just gets worse. Every season. I don't understand. Gets
0: worse, I yeah, realize.
1: it just it's just been getting so much worse. There's a virus now. Oh my
0: god. Well speaking of stuff that
1: a couple seasons ago there was this crazy election. <laughs>
0: oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, we are living in, like, a real modern-day, like, Riverdale situation, <laughs> right? Like, something fucking wild keeps happening. Very
1: dark timelines.
0: Ugh, speaking of stuff that we have been watching slash reading, um, do you want to mm-hmm. go into current <laughs> <Cure>?
1: quarantine Curantine cues?
0: <laughs> yep, that, that stuff. Quarantine
1: cues. Yeah, last night, Liz and I started watching Never Have I Ever, which is a pretty good show. Uh-huh. It's about a young... Uh, Indian American girl in high school in California, and she's a fucking mess of a person, and she's a goddamn delight.
0: Kind of a classic, you know, a twist on the classic coming-of-age story. Yeah. I stayed up until 5 a.m. watching it in its entirety. Jeez.
1: There are not that many episodes, Kaylin. What time did you start?
0: Late, late o'clock I started. <laughs> There's only ten episodes,
1: and it's a half hour. I... If that.
0: Well... It must have been, like, midnight. I don't remember.
2: That's hilarious. I really don't
0: remember. I just, like, was like, oh, I saw that you mentioned it. And I was like, I really wanted to see it. So I just started it. And by the time I finished the last episode, I was like, oh, yikes. It's uh, it's morning time. Time to wake up. Or <laughs> time to fall asleep for, like, four hours, <laughs> like I did. But, yeah, oh, I loved man. it. Yeah, it was, it was really good. We
1: have two left.
0: Well, get on it. Get on it, Doug.
1: Well, let me stop recording this yeah, podcast, let's, Caitlin. Guys,
0: we're going to take a pause real quick.
1: Finish our binges and then get back. Cool. But yeah, I've been watching that. I watched something else good, but I don't remember. I don't know. It's like just, the TV's just on now. It's kind of noise. <laughs>
2: like,
1: I noticed. Oh, wait. I watched Jane, and Bob. Did I talk about the that? The reboot. Last time? No, I, I
0: watched it as well. You watched yeah. it too?
1: That's weird. Yeah, I watched that. It was okay. <laughs> it was a James Holland Bob movie. I, I feel like the
0: first portion I was like really hating it. Like the first half at least. I was like this uh-huh. sucks, but it's like still on and I was like, uh oh, whatever. And then towards the end I was like, this is fine. It's okay. Like I still watch it all the way through because I feel like we have to in a sense. You know? Living in new Living yeah. in New Jersey, we must stand Kevin Smith.
1: I know we have to stand. We have no choice.
0: So I watched it and it was okay. It was It was good. I don't know. It was better than,
1: like Yoga Hosers. I really thought his daughter was very good in this one.
0: Oh yeah, she was. She was good. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In the last, in that Yoga Hosers, movie, I hated that movie. <laughs> I hated that movie, and I thought she was terrible in it. But I thought she was very good in this. I thought everybody was pretty good. I mean Jason Mewes uh, I don't know what's going on there but Ugh. he certainly was in this movie. He certainly
0: was. He <laughs> certainly was in that I movie. I really liked
1: some of the some of the dumb bits were really good like when they were running back and forth from all the panels at the Comic-Con mm-hmm. and they get to the clerk's panel mm-hmm. and it's the entire cast of clerks sitting there and they're all in black and white. I really oh, thought that yeah. was very funny. Like <laughs> there's a lot of stupid Did things. Did you know that what I, I really read appreciate. too? I know
0: that um Ben Affleck and Kevin Smith had a falling out. um, Oh, yeah. And like for a couple years, actually. And they like made up or whatever. And the scene with Ben Affleck and Kevin Smith, like towards the end where he talks about like his daughter and whatnot, that was the last Uh thing filmed. And Kevin Smith said something to the effect of like, that was like. The most powerful scene he's like that I've ever like filmed. He's like I don't know, like if it was just because like I was like emotional over like reuniting with Ben or whatever, but he's like if if nothing else comes of this movie, he's like I'm glad we filmed that.
1: That's really cool. Mm -hmm. I I I really liked all of the cameos, and I think that that's like he's kind of crafted this weird world where you're
0: almost more excited for these. You, yeah, but like all these universe,
1: right? Yeah, all of all you want out of these movies now is just the cool cameos. It's oh, for weird sure. It's almost as if the movie has nothing to offer other than reference being referential to the previous. Yeah, movies. and did- like even when Matt Damon showed up, it was awesome. <laughs> I loved that. That was so stupid. Well, d- and like they kept mentioning Alanis Morissette being the representation of God and all this mm-hmm. stuff. I loved it.
0: I like two things that I really liked was um, well one thing I really liked and one thing I want to mention the first thing was where uh, I think Joey uh, Lauren Adams mentions um, tra- doing chasing Amy and how it should have been through a female like an actual female lesbian perspective yeah
1: yeah it was like trying to like rewoke the <laughs> the story like re- that it probably it was important at yeah. its time. Yeah, it was cool. I, I really appreciated that, too. That was awesome.
0: That and the fact that uh, Stanley was actually in, agreed to be in that movie.
1: When they Yeah, at the end. You watch like, the whole blooper reel or whatever at the end, too? Yeah,
0: like, him interviewing him and him, like, doing kind of, like, a little table read, right? And he, like, yeah. kind of miffs it a little bit, but then, like, makes a joke out of it. Yeah. But they actually replaced him. Well, not, you know, you can't really replace Stanley, but when he passed they brought on Tommy Chong to be in the movie.
1: Oh God. Tommy Chong, that Tommy Chong cameo was supposed to be Stan Mm -hmm. Lee's. Oh, rough. Yeah. That whole, like the whole actual reboot going, that scene was so bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That scene sucked. Like that whole thing, like the casting was really good. Val Kilmer as like silent Bob was hilarious. The, uh, Melissa Benoist who plays Supergirl having her play the like
0: the J character? The gender bent
1: um, what was it? Chronic, right? Yeah. Yeah, Chronic. Blunt Man and Chronic's
0: character essentially.
1: Yeah, doing that was like, it was a cool casting and it was an interesting way to shake up and do the reboot like they kept saying in the whole movie. But it just, that scene sucked. Oh god. It was so cringy. It was stupid. It wasn't even, like, in line with the way their humor is or used to be. You know, like, you'll watch some of those movies like Jay and Silent Mm -hmm. Bob and stuff. I feel like we've talked about this for so long and we did not expect that. But (laughs) (laughs) you look at those movies, like, suddenly I'm critiquing the art of Jay and Silent Bob movies. But, (laughs) like, even to look at those movies, their humor... It doesn't hold up, but you can still find joy in, like, the, oh, fuck, this was considered so funny. you know? Oh, yeah, like, for sure. It's weird now to watch something that is, it's not funny, and it's not charming, and you don't have nostalgia for it. Nah. And you're just like, why are they still doing this?
0: But I, I, I think I want to mention that, yes, we have been talking about this for quite some time. To the extent <laughs> that I actually forgot that we were podcasting. <laughs> I thought we were just having a conversation. <laughs> All right, we we must move on. We got to move on. Let's take this. Uh-huh. Let's take this out and run. Um also, I watched for the first time I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters. I watched uh Bird of Prey or Birds of Bird Birds of,
1: Prey? of Prey. One bird.
0: <laughs> Fuck off.
1: Bird of Prey. Crossbow Killer.
0: Oh, she's not the Crossbow Killer. She's so what'd the actress. I I really liked it. I um, I think I texted you about it, um, and the reason why I, like, was kind of pushed to rent it was because on TV they had, like, a DC marathon, kind of, almost, where they did um, Batman versus Superman, then they did uh, Justice League, and then they had Suicide Squad on.
1: Oh, so you were, like, just super hype, so you are like, fuck it, I'm going to rent the next one, kind exactly.
0: of thing? Exactly, and, like... I didn't watch. um, I don't think I've ever watched the Batman vs Superman in its entirety. I think I've caught pieces here and there. I've never seen that one either. But I have seen Mm -hmm. um, Justice League, and I have seen Suicide Squad. And honestly, like, I gave them a bad rap the first time around. Like, I was just like, "Nope, this sucks." The Joker really like does not do it for me. Jared Leto's performance, albeit like a a good take on it. It just wasn't my thing. We've talked about this many times in the past where Tim Burton is kind of like the holy grail of like what it should be. But. Yeah, that's like a
1: double take for me. Like I'm not a Joker fan in general. Mm. I think Batman has much more interesting villains to me.
0: Oh, for sure. Much
1: more. I don't know. I, I, The Joker doesn't do it for me. I don't like the whole like mm, the beauty and the chaos, whatever that kind of shit. But no. So I'm like already, and I can't stand Jared Leto. I've never seen anything that I could stand him in, honestly. Um,
0: Dallas Buyers Club. He was good in that.
1: I never seen that, but like I'm thinking, like he was the scumbag boyfriend in don't in a uh, Girl Interrupted.
0: Oh.
1: He's like a nightmare in that movie. Oh what is God. That movie with the drugs. Oh my God.
0: That drugs <laughs> the movie. The drugs movie. <laughs> fuck. Um.
1: I hate that movie.
0: Uh. Fuck. I, I want to say Pie, but that was, like, the other movie.
1: That Yeah, it's, that's the other... Dar- I can pull Darren Aronofsky, but I can't pull... Oof.
0: Why is this so hard right now? Oh, my God. Can't let's wait. give ourselves a moment of silence to think about it really quickly. I, let's
1: let's at least think for four more minutes. Four
0: more minutes? What's I'm going to say, like, 15 more seconds.
1: I'm going to edit it, and we're going to seem like geniuses. Baby geniuses. Oof.
0: Now we can remember that movie off the top of our head.
1: Kalen. Jennifer Connelly. Damon Wayans. Right? Is Dam- No, Marlon Marlin. Wayans. Darren Aronofsky directed. Shooter McGavin is in the movie.
0: <laughs> it's
1: about drugs.
0: Requiem I for know. a Dream.
1: Did you look no, it up?
0: I just thought of it.
1: <laughs> Requiem for a Dream. There we go. Wow, guys. Good job, guys.
0: Look at us go. <laughs>
1: Requiem for a dream and
0: again, let's pull ourselves back to what we're really trying to talk about here is Birds of prey <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it I I really think I really enjoy the fact that Margot Robbie is the one that like pitched this idea to them. She was like, let's do yeah. this fucking movie and let's not do it as a PG movie let's like you know let's do it like you know a little bit darker.
1: Yeah, the movie was a ton of fun, too. And, like, I I, <clears throat> I think it's one of the most interesting-looking DC movies, also. It has its own, like, stylized world mm-hmm. of Gotham. It's very cool.
0: Yeah. I'm...
1: Uh, like, so much of the stuff with the black mask, too, is so dark. Oh, and, sure. like, fucked up.
0: Like, where he... Oh, I don't want to really spoil it, but there's that one scene in the, the club. And then it's all happening... With yeah. With lady.
1: But then it's all happening in this, like, glittery like pastels and you know it's it's very cool that it be so grim and so bright and chaotic
0: I really respect the fact that Margot Robbie really pushed to to not have like too skin tight of an outfit like she's kind of yeah. you know she's in like a loose t-shirt and like some you know high-waisted shorts but you know they they allowed her to not be just like this slab of meat that's doing things in really really short shorts you know Mhm. so that was fun
1: i'm really looking forward to watching it again i really 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 enjoyed it that's like the first of this batch of dc movies that i like really was like got like a surge after watching yeah. you know where i was like shit i want to like read all the character i want to read books about all these characters i want to see the sequel i want to watch another movie you know like it made me be like oh made me be like <laughs> It made me think, like, oh wow, maybe I should watch Suicide Squad now because I really dug this movie. So maybe just another taste of this one character will be. I have to admit, honestly, rewatching those movies,
0: especially like kind of in somewhat of an order, mm-hmm. was um, good. Although I would imagine that Suicide Squad technically came before Justice League.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it almost comes before Batman vs Superman.
0: I don't. Th- Oh, wait, yeah, maybe. I think it was
1: before Batman, like, Batman, Matt,
0: no, Ben Affleck no, no, no. It, made
1: his debut in that one. It can't
0: be because, I mean, spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen it, and I haven't seen it, but correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't Superman die in that one?
1: Superman dies in Batman vs. Superman.
0: Yes, okay, so then that one has to be first because so Batman Superman. Amanda Waller mentions Superman dying. In okay. Justice League Batman
1: vs. Superman came out in March 2016
0: Or not in Justice League In and Suicide Sui- Squad
1: And then Suicide Squad came out in, 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 in Suicide ug- Squad August Yeah so it came out a couple months okay. later You're right
0: um, I'm really excited for Gotham City Sirens
1: Mm-hmm. And Suicide Squad 2 Suicide Squad 2 is being done by James Gunn
0: I saw that Who
1: did the Guardians movies So But I'm um, and he's already putting all of his little favorite actors in cool roles in yeah. this movie, too.
0: I saw that, but I'm, I'm concerned. Why are they calling it, I mean, as of right now, this isn't slated to come out until 2021. But why are they calling mm-hmm. it THE Suicide Squad? Like, we had Suicide Squad, now uh, it's THE Suicide Squad?
1: I think they're doing kind of like a little revisionist history. They're kind of... It seems as though they do these movies, and then they also say, okay, ignore that. The next one's coming out, and this is going to be the good one. <laughs> I really feel like that's the way DC treats all of their movies. Oh, my
0: God. It's like,
1: the sequel is the new canon.
0: Anyway, um, Doug, mm. do, you want to, uh, do you want to go to song one? Do you want to do song one? <clears throat> yeah, that sounds good.
1: As always, Justin sent us in two songs that uh, we will be playing on the show. Our first song is agoraphobia by incubus
0: Phobia by Incubus, and I think we have a guest this week, Doug.
1: I love that you say you think.
0: Do you think we do? Cameron? I'm not sure. Did I
1: send you a, an audio file of the guest interview
0: that you I did? might have.
1: So a couple weeks ago, I sat down on a remote call with our good friend George from the best little horror little house, horror horror in, house in, Philly. in Philly. I've been practicing. The best little horror house in Philly. I said it again. And
0: here's that interview now.
1: And here's that interview now. All right. Today, uh, we have another special guest. I'm joined by my friend, George. George, how are you doing?
3: Hi, everybody. I'm doing pretty good. How are you?
1: All right. All right. This is our first uh, remote record. We usually do the recordings in the store, but since you are... uh, You live in the Philadelphia area. We're doing one remotely. Yes, I sure
3: do. Yeah. Across the Um, river.
1: Yeah, just across the river. If you want to uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself.
3: Sure. Uh, So I, like Doug said, I live in Philly, and I actually have my own podcast as well um, called The Best Little Horror House in Philly. And the idea is that we talk about the best horror movie ever made, according to our guest at least, and what that means is that we talk a lot about the personal side of horror and uh, what scares people, what excites them about the movie. Doug has actually been a guest, a uh, very fun episode. Um, he came on to talk about Scream 2, and we talked about, you know, why sequels are interesting, especially for horror movies and kind of the tropes that they build off of. So it's every episode is really unique, and every episode is really personal, and uh, that's I think what makes horror so exciting is because people are – what's horrific to somebody is not horrific to somebody else, and and that uh, is so fascinating to me. And so I do that uh, as kind of my uh, creative output, (laughs) but uh, I also have many other interests, including uh, painting and comic books, so –
1: Awesome. I definitely um, can't recommend listening to your show enough. I've like been turned on to horror movies here and there from your show like s- movies that I haven't heard of before. I'm like, wow, that sounds really good and I'm like want to actively you know seek out these movies. I can remember a couple weeks ago you had a guest on who was talking about the movie M and I was like, wow, I actually need to see this.
3: Yeah, that's awesome to hear. I mean, that's really what we hope to do. So many people have come to me with movies that I've never even heard of mm-hmm. um, or hadn't seen before, and when when especially, I mean, it's easy for someone to come to me and be like, "Hey, I think that uh, Halloween is the best horror movie ever made," but it's a, it's a lot harder, I think, to convince somebody about. Why something like uh, Ju-on 2, The Grudge, is <laughs> is a, a great horror movie. And giving somebody the opportunity to spotlight that and hear the passion in their voice when they're describing this thing is a lot more interesting than being like, oh, I read the Wikipedia article about this page, and uh, or about this movie, and it sounds okay, I guess. But uh, allowing someone to actually like talk about it and explain why they like it, I think— is a lot more effective in terms of making someone
1: excited about a movie. So much. I completely agree with that. I always, like, when we have our guests, I'm going to ask you in a little bit, I prefer to know something that you're passionate about and what you love. I don't need you to deconstruct and say exactly, this is the person who lettered this book and this is, you know, I don't, I don't need every little bit of detail. It's all about that passion and just the love of, you know, the medium. So Absolutely. what is what – is, uh, what would you say is your gateway into comics? What, what's a, a book in particular, a TV show, anything like that that got you interested in comic books?
3: Um, so when I was growing up, my family actually had a lot of like collections of older um, like comic bu- – uh, like funny paper kind of comics. And so I grew up reading – Calvin and Hobbes was the really big one. I know it was for a lot of people – but um, the Far Side, I read a lot of. Um, yes, L- Far Side. Loon County was a huge one for me as well, and um, reading all of those things really, I think, sparked a love of it. I definitely read the comic strips growing up, like in the newspaper every day. Um, Get Fuzzy was a real favorite of mine. Um, I actually just recently met. Uh, Bill Amend, who do, who does Foxtrot, and I was, like, genuinely starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and so just I, I would say that I definitely loved, um, you know, like, Batman the Animated Series, and there was a ton of great, uh, like, actual comic books that I read along the way growing up, but as far as what actually sparked the love of it, I would say it was probably, like, Calvin and Hobbes and Bloom County and that kind of thing.
1: For sure. My grandfather used to have like all that far side stuff. I remember like in, you know, early computer days in the 90s, he had like all those uh screensavers of like Bill and Opus. Remember them? The penguin and yeah. that like weird messed up cat. Yeah. I loved those like weird like offbeat comics from back then.
3: He's actually he started writing it again uh recently and he like posts them uh like straight to Instagram and everything and it's pretty great. Uh, That's awesome. So. Yeah, uh, Berkeley breathed is uh the Instagram account. So, definitely check that out if you used to be into Bloom County. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I always had a soft spot especially for like the funny pages like you were saying too like my I can remember my great grandmother wrapping gifts and my great aunt wrapping oh, yeah. gifts <laughs> in the funny pages <laughs> like
3: I would always be so careful opening those because I was like, oh, I want to go and read them afterward.
1: <laughs> you, can, you can rip the family circus, but uh, yeah. let's make sure we get all the other ones, keep them intact, over the head. Yeah, edge. leave
3: zits alone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um, I haven't asked you yet, and I don't know, so it will be a surprise. What is your favorite comic book series right now or book in particular that you want to talk to us about today?
3: Uh so the book that I want to talk about today is Archie versus Predator.
1: Oh my god, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um
3: when I was thinking about coming on this show, I was like, listen, could I talk about things in the Spider-verse for an hour? Absolutely <laughs> I could. You know, I there's a ton of great different iterations of Spider-Man, Spider-Punk, uh, Miles Morales, Spider Gwen—they're all—they're all great. Uh, Spider Man, I think, is the only person with a stable of villains better than Batman. And my only graded comic is a Spider Gwen number one. But I was also like, somebody else will talk about the Spider Verse, <laughs> and I'm not sure that someone else will talk about Archie versus Predator.
1: No, I don't think so. <laughs> of all the crazy things that Archie has done throughout the years, Archie versus Predator is. Uh, Somehow still one of the most insane. Archie's had a zombie (laughs) outbreak in Riverdale in the Afterlife with Archie series. There's been all sorts of crossovers with uh, Jughead is a werewolf now in Jughead the Hunger. Vampironica. (laughs) uh, I think there was a Sharknado uh, crossover special at one point.
2: Uh,
1: Most recently, Archie has met the B-52s. But I think the most insane definitely has to be Archie versus Predator.
3: And here's the thing. I am not, like, a huge Archie guy. I definitely have an appreciation for them. And I read, uh, like, a little bit of it growing up just from, like, books that were around in my, uh, like, grandparents' house and stuff like that. Or just, like, waiting in line <laughs> at the supermarket. There would be, oh, like, yeah, those little tiny Oh, yeah, grabbing a digest.
1: Ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, I definitely, like, I know the main cast And I, like, have a a certain fondness for them, certainly, but I don't—I'm not, like, precious about it, you know? Where some people would be like, I love Archie, and the fact that they're putting him up against Predator is uh, blasphemous, and it's an affront to Archie. I I don't have any such qualms about that. So, I think that that's definitely helpful when you're approaching a, a book like this. But I love Predator. And I saw this in my local comic book shop, and I just was so tickled by the idea. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was probably one of the funniest ideas I had ever heard. Because as far as I was concerned, Archie is, like, in my head, if I picture, like, wholesome, sanitary comics that, like, your grandpappy would love, Archie is it. And then when I think about, like, prime 80s machismo, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. that's, that's Predator, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and for these th- two things, to not only blend, but blend in a you-got-peanut-butter-in-my-chocolate-you-got-chocolate-in-my-peanut-butter kind of way, I think is really just mind-blowing to me.
1: It's um, it. Such an insane series. Uh, I know I've read the uh, bits and pieces of the sequel series that they did, Archie vs. Predator. Uh, I think it was just Archie vs. Predator two, and it was it, this one. It even broke down that they were there. They introduced the idea of multiple Archie universes. Do they touch on that in this <laughs> in your original series?
3: They don't. They don't. Um, I wish that they had. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'll have to go check out Archie vs. <laughs> <versus> Predator two. <laughs>
1: It's it, it's like the best of the Spider Verse, but your Archie Verse, and there's wow. Archie from the Riverdale universe. There's Archie from all sorts of different iterations, from old comic strip versions, and it, it's insane. Well, I don't know. I
3: how- mean, that makes sense because spoiler alert for this particular book, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Turn, skip ahead 15 seconds now. <laughs> uh, the Archie at the end is Predator.
1: Oh, that's amazing.
3: Yeah, he, like, Archie proper gets killed by Predator. And Veronica has this, like, crazy plastic surgery machine that turns (laughs) Predator into a new Archie. Oh my god. (laughs) I'm like, this is the only way that this could have ended. And it's so great because, like, I'm going through it. And first of all, it's obvious that... Um, that the people who wrote this, which is uh, Alex DeCampi, uh, Fernando Ruiz, Rich uh, Kozlowski, and Jason Millet, are the people who worked on it. and They did a fantastic job. But it's obvious also to me that they have a real love for Predator. That this is not just like, what are the kids into these days? How can we cash in? It's like, this is people who are like, <laughs> I like Predator. I like Archie. I want these two things to mash up. And so... You know, they do things like recreate the Dylan, you son of a bitch, handshake heard around the world, you know. But they also don't, like, they don't clean it up too much either. It's not it's not too archy, and it's not too predator. Uh, when I When I picked it up, I admit that I basically thought that it was just going to be a conversation piece, and I wasn't going to enjoy it. Uh-huh. But, to my surprise, I expected... Just, like, totally sanitized, no actual blood, uh, you know, nobody who is important to Archie would actually get hurt. Friggin Jughead gets his head ripped up with his spinal cord. And, like, his head, like, the skin on his face gets slipped off. It's, like, people are dying in brutal ways in this. And... (laughs) The fact that they are willing to take this property and have fun with it I think really speaks so highly of the people
1: at Archie. It's truly what I guess makes Archie work the best is that they do let him – they do let weird stuff happen in these books. If it wasn't Mm -hmm. for all of the interesting things that they've done with the Archie franchise, I don't think there would be a Riverdale. Right. Uh, the showrunner of Riverdale is the writer of the Afterlife with Archie series. He created this What If There Was a Zombie Outbreak in Riverdale series, and then it got a lot of interest in these offshoots, these spin-off series, these darker takes, these more modern up, uh, updates. They just did a modern, up- well, not just did. There's an ongoing series right now that was rebooted a few years ago by Mark Wade and Fiona Staples where they relaunched Archie with Uh, You know, modern looking art and uh, you know storylines that, I mean, Archie's always done an updated storyline. They really are always on the pulse of pop culture and like the way the climate of the world is moving. Surprisingly enough, I remember uh, years ago they introduced Kevin Keller, the first uh, gay character in the Riverdale in the Riverdale universe. I guess you want to say, and they gave him his own ongoing. And this was a time when maybe there weren't very many queer characters in comic books and they celebrated it they celebrate diversity in Riverdale in Archie and they I don't know they let all this weird shit happen in their comics it's incredible
3: I guess that's how you stay running for as long as they have yes I think that that sensitivity definitely comes through like they even poke fun at the like tropes of horror that are you know possibly uh, were influenced by just like the racism that was happening when these tropes were being established of like Mm. people of color don't usually make it out of horror movies. And so there's like a couple of uh, teens of color they refer to themselves as, and they're just like, we're not hanging out here anymore. Like we're just going (laughs) to leave and they just go and they survive. And I'm like, that's so fun. And like, what a fun way to play with this trope that people know and expect with horror, but maybe it's like not necessarily the greatest look for horror. Uh, and so, you know, being able to subvert that in a way that doesn't feel like you're just like, oh, uh, we're just trying to do this just to do it, and where it feels realistic and, and really fun. And I love that they do it. That's perfect to me. Um, and I, I think that that really comes through.
1: Awesome. If anyone else is interested in checking out the series, we do have the uh, trade paperbacks of the first series on shelves in the Geekery. and uh, Definitely. We do have... I mean,
3: there's some great stuff in the back of that trade with uh, some alternate crossovers like Hellboy and Sabrina is a fun one. Um...
1: Some of the best things they've been doing <laughs> with these covers is, I mean, variant covers are a total pain in the ass sometimes. There's way too many of them, but. With the Archie books, for some reason, the variants on those are always so good. Yeah. And I know that in the second series, they did a lot of like really great parody covers and stuff and just gave all these different artists, like, the I guess, I mean, saying it's Archie versus Predator is got to be an artist's dream to be like, <laughs> okay, cool, sure. <laughs> like, let me yeah, go well, wild.
3: They, and they have some stuff in the back too about how they like simplified and archified the design of the predator and kind of uh-huh. seeing the transitory periods are really interesting. Um, so there's some, some definitely some cool bonus stuff in there. Also, before we wrap this up, I did want to say that if there's one thing I can use to sell you on how action packed this movie or this comic book is, um, there are 80 different floating onomatopoeias. <laughs> And ten of them, ten different floating onomatopoeias just on page 20. Jesus. So, I mean, <laughs> if you want to see words like warp and splut and bracka, 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 I mean, this is it. This is where you go. Splut. Splut. <laughs> Shink.
2: Foomp.
1: Well, for sure, check this book out on the shelves in the Geekery. We also have uh, some single issues left over from Volume 2 that just wrapped a few months ago. This series sounds like a lot of fun, and I'm definitely going to need to check it out for myself as well. Thank you very much, George, for joining us. If you want to use this couple minutes really quick to let us know once again where we can follow you and uh, what you got going on.
3: Uh, Sure. If you want to follow me personally for less horror-related things, you can follow me on Twitter at GergHeff. But if that show sounded interesting to you, that's The Best Little Horror House in Philly. We're on all major podcast platforms, uh, and LittleHorrorPHL is our username across Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you're uh, from Philly or if you... Like the Flyers or Ben Franklin, we have some fun merch with uh, those things on it. So uh, go check that out on Public as well. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty
1: much it. Awesome. Thank you very much, George. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks again, George, for sitting down and talking to us. You there still, Kaylin? Oh,
0: no, I left.
4: You left? <laughs>
1: So what do you think? Do you think you're going to give Archie vs. Predator a, uh... I almost said a listen. You're going to listen to it?
0: Yeah.
1: Listen to those pages only, crinkling? Only if
0: you narrate it, Doug.
1: Oh, I'll narrate it. You want me to do, like, the voices? You want me to do the voices, like, as if they were the Riverdale characters, yes, though? Yes, please. Okay. I'm trying to think of how... For some reason, I'm like, I want to do, um... Amex voice.
0: Nope. <laughs> Don't even try.
1: <laughs> or uh Skeet Ulrich. All I can think about is the parents' names on Riverdale. Molly I don't know what any Ringwald? of the kids are called. Molly Ringwald? <laughs> Does that name ring a bell? Luke Perry. Oh,
0: Doug. Get-
1: what are you doing? R2-D2 soon you on gotta, me?
0: You gotta give him a, an RIP. Rest in power, man. I'm
1: respecting. <laughs> so, yeah
0: thank you George for uh, that great interview and with that we're going to go to song two which is Who Can It Be Now by Men at Work
5: of the future that I can see, it's just my fantasy.
1: Who can it be now by Men at Work. Do you know that I saw Colin Hay in concert a few years ago, Kaelin, <laughs> the lead singer of Men at Work?
0: I'm gonna pretend like I didn't. Why did, what did <laughs> you tell me we about it? We saw him
1: open for the Bare Naked Ladies.
0: That's right. That's a that's a stacked show. And the
1: Violent Femmes. Wow. It was the Violent Femmes, Colin Hay, and Bare Naked Ladies. What
0: a combo. Honestly.
1: I saw the Bare Naked Ladies last year with Hooting the Blowfish. Did you know that?
0: Yes. I knew that, Doug. Okay. Just making sure. Hey Doug. hmm Did you know that I saw Kaitana's final show last year?
1: Oh cool. What's their hit song from the nineties that they played?
0: <laughs> uh <laughs> Hot Dad Calendar? Bazinga.
1: <laughs> I gotcha.
0: Anyway. Um, in honor of George and his podcast, Best Little Horror House in Philly, I want to ask you a question, Doug. What's that? If you had to choose one comic book series that you would like to reimagine as a horror movie, what would that be?
1: Oh, much like they did with a lot of the Archie universe with, um, you know... Afterlife with mm-hmm. Archie, making it a zombie book. I'm vamping. <laughs> I'm trying to think while Jughead. I'm doing this. Uh, Vampironica. Jughead is a werewolf in one of the, the series. I mean, we talked about Archie versus Predator.
2: Hmm.
1: Oh, Kalen, I don't know. <clears throat>
0: Mine i trying to think, like... I... I, you got one? I have one, one and I kind of just thought of it last second, and I don't really think of it as a series per se but i would like mm-hmm. to see like teams versus teams kind of like how we saw in um i almost said infinity war but not that um what is the what is the the Avengers movie where they go against each other end game no nope. uh, where
1: they go oh civil, civil war, <laughs> war.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: Okay, so you're talking, you want to see, like, you want to mash up.
0: I want to see superhero versus, like, horror villains. But, like, I want to see. Oh. So I kind of thought of, like, Avengers versus, like, not really versus, but, like, in that scene in Cabin in the Woods where all the elevators are opening into a lot of, like serial killers or just like monsters and whatnot like Like, i'd like to see that the
1: hellraiser box is in like that one yeah and all that or
0: like avengers versus like the um the classic monsters the og monsters what are those Mm -hmm. one
1: the universal monsters universal
0: monsters Monsters. so like
1: frankenstein's monster and like the creature from the black lagoon like running at you really wanted to start it off strong with frankenstein's
0: monster didn't you doug you want to let the whole? Room I am <laughs> smart. <laughs> Can we all just agree that we know who you're talking about when you say Frankenstein?
1: Do you remember the time that you kept saying Bram Stroker, <laughs> Bram Strokers, Dracula, <laughs> like as if it was like a weird porn parody <laughs> of Dracula?
0: Remember that time I said mistress a bunch instead of monstrous? <laughs> I have a one track mind, Doug a one-track mind
1: that would be really cool though to see um i have an old batman cover i've never opened the book it's not too old but like on the cover of it it's batman literally versus the universal monsters and it's like the best oh cover. so it's, from the it's been done it might have been done Do we mean- just need a look comics have been around for too long that like so many ideas have been done
0: yeah that's fair but i would like to
1: but it would be pretty cool to see like team? the X Men take on the Universal Monsters yeah. or something. Yeah.
0: Oh yay, Doug. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Let's make that happen. Who can we call?
1: Okay. I'll get um
0: Get on the Horn. Well, I mean
1: Jonathan Hickman is writing the X Men now. Do you want me to just call him? Yes,
0: Doug. Can you get on the we'll horn? We'll talk with to him?
1: him. Yeah, hang on, let me see if I can if I can find it here. <laughs> I do have his direct phone number. Guys, we're going to take a quick break um, while
0: Doug takes this call.
1: I'm looking for... <laughs> on the soundboard that we downloaded.
0: Oh, you're ringing no. his oh. doorbell. Hang on. straight to H- his He's house? He's at my
1: door. That's so weird. Oh, you know what? I'm going to take a train to his house. Okay.
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: um, Jonathan Hickman... I have an idea for um, adding uh, the universal... <laughs> Why can't I get through this?
0: Uh, You're so flustered. Dad, I have an focus. idea. Focus, Dad. We're, we're going to
1: add the universal monsters to, to to the X-Men universe.
0: Oh, he likes he it, He thinks Kalen. he's going to make some moolah, baby. He does. All right. Bye. Bye, Mr. Hickman. Thank you. And... Uh... <laughs>
1: I'm trying to find Doug, a Doug, good...
0: help him close that door.
1: No, that's the wrong one. Okay, I gotta
0: shut Doug, the door. close his damn door. He's gonna re-re-uh... rethink this deal. What was that? <laughs> Did you... I don't Did know. you just blow up his oh. house? Let's drive away. Oh, wow, Doug.
1: Okay. Cool, so we left. Okay.
0: Well, that's hopefully good. you didn't tarnish the deal with not closing his door and then blowing up his home.
1: I don't think so I think it went off really well I still can't find a phone Like dial tone.
0: <laughs> that should be like one of the first ones Come on So guys if you haven't guessed it We got inspired by another podcast and We really wanted to bring in like a soundboard. board uh, We forgot to use it Until like three quarters of the way in <laughs> And we clearly have not Mastered the position of any of the sounds Doug that's not a door or that's on a phone. Uh, I still can't find it. <laughs> All right, let's put down the soundboard for now.
1: Okay, I'm putting down the iPad. You know what we did do this week, Kalen, that we haven't talked Wait, about Wait, what? Is um, we had our book club <gasps> last Friday. Yes, we did. And it went pretty good. Oh, my good. God, We yeah. had a nice little crowd on our Zoom meeting. And uh, we talked about the book Middle West, Volume 1. And it pretty much was a hit unanimously.
0: Doug, I... Uh,
1: we were all pretty stoked I'm on gonna it. I'm going say
0: this, and I don't say this lately. Middle West, it slapped. It slapped. It slapped. <laughs> 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 it was really good, though. I liked it a lot.
1: It definitely slaps. Um, can um, you give me
0: the writer and the artist again?
1: Yes. It was written by Scotty Young and drawn by Jorge Corona. Corona.
0: How do I remember his name? What do we guess?
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: Because of the coronavirus?
1: Oh, I didn't even think of that, Kalen. That's very (laughs) clever. And Jorge Garcia was on the show Lost. He played Hurley. And when you think about hurley you think about the skate brand and you love to skateboard so you have the whole thing all memorized because Mm -hmm. you were skateboarding during the coronavirus hurley jorge garcia i got all these all these little
0: mnemonic devices that are going on so i can remember it's all written
1: on your arm right doug roll them sleeves up how dare you but everybody i think really liked it it was great i'm really looking forward to reading volume two Unfortunately we're sold out in the shop right now until we get our resupply. But
0: Yeah, I really I really It was really, really good. I'm excited for the second volume. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it kinda ended just as it was getting started. It was kind of a a little bit of a surprise and a letdown. I
0: feel like it ended so abruptly. I feel like that's how they gotta draw you in though, you know? They gotta Yeah. Kinda give you a little bit, give you a little taste, and then once things start popping off they're like, psych. Gotta get, get volume two, fools.
1: And it really was, like, a really built, like, exceptional world. I did some, like, research into the artist, too, and I really want to check out some of his other stuff. He worked on, like, uh, Big Trouble in Little China series mm-hmm. and a ton of other fun-sounding things. Well, I think we should so I'm really gonna have to look I think into we him.
0: should give the listeners a little bit of a synopsis just in case they're intrigued enough to um, to read it. And I could do that if you'd like. Yeah, man. Settle in. Let her rip. Settle in. So, there's this kid, Abel, and he has a really fucked up dad. He's kind of a monster, and actually at one point he kind of turns into a monster. So Abel runs away from home, and he kind of runs into this eclectic weirdo group of carnies that he um, kind of follows around the United States. I mean, there's a woman there, her name is Maggie, right Doug? Maggie uh-huh. and her brother, I want to say Jebediah. Uh-huh. They um, kind of are clued into what kind of happened when Abel's father turned into a monster and um, kind of pass it along to Abel himself. So he's kind of dealing with these... I don't know if we want to call them gifts or a curse at this moment because we're not too far into it. But they're...
1: There's definitely a lot of magic and enchanted, uh, enchanted. <laughs> There's a lot of magical elements going on in this world yeah. of Middle West.
0: There's a robot character who is built but is kind of lifelike. Um, there is, I guess you would say, kind of like a familiar. Abel has a familiar, just called Fox, and he is in fact a fox. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it touches on a, a quite a few things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not so such a great home life, you know, and that, that leads, you know, uh, I think what was the girl's name that he befriends?
1: Her name was Bobby. Bobby. It's essentially about a kid who has a horrible home life and runs away and joins a and carnival. And Bobby kind of like,
0: just states that it's like family's kind of what you make it, you know?
1: Yeah. And he's slowly learning that and he's going to learn what is afflicting him. He has something that obviously runs in his family, Mm -hmm. and it's happening to him just like it happened to his father.
0: Excellent read.
1: Yeah, it was a great Mm -hmm. series, so I'm really looking forward to checking out the next installment. And And, uh, next month's book for our book club is Paper Girls, Volume 1, as we mentioned before. Yes. But if anybody wants to get in on that, we have copies in the store, and uh, you can just message us to set up a delivery or a pickup or uh, to have a copy shipped. And we will be meeting to talk about that, maybe in person. We're still not certain, 100%. But if we have to meet on Zoom, we've we're we've met on Zoom more than we have in person. So we're We
0: literally pros. met once in person, on... and then all this stuff yeah, happens. So
1: <laughs> But we'll meet on May 29th. May 29th. May 29th, the last so Friday of May. I have, I have may. high
0: hopes that we could probably meet in person on this one. Uh, I mean, that, that may I change, so. but I'm hoping we can. And Paper Girls, guys, yeah. if you haven't picked it up, even if you don't want to, per se, join a book club, I mean, I hope that you would. But if you don't, I could really say that this is a great series. I've read the first couple of volumes myself, um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see. This is one of those cases where I've read this book and I have a strong, affi- like a, like a strong affiliation towards it. So like. Yeah. I'm kind of intrigued to see what other people think, if they're going to like it as much or... Yeah.
1: So Paper Girls Volume 1 is written by Brian K. Vaughn with art by Cliff Chiang and colors by Matt Wilson. Matt Wilson's probably one of my favorite colorists. He? Um, yeah, he does The Wicked and the Divine. He literally does, like, he's one of those colorists where, like, you look at a book and you're like, oh, shit, I have read so many books by this guy. And you can almost kind of tell, mm-hmm. too. It's interesting. Yeah.
0: Um, a style about So I'm really
1: looking forward to reading that one. I, I've never never read more than the first volume, so I'm looking to reread and then hopefully go forward after mm-hmm. the book club because I don't want to, like, have any spoilers in my brain because I start to, like, the eek out. And I'm like, eh.
0: <laughs> See, this is funny. But wait until issue the one seven. Thing, not the know. one thing, but I think the best thing for me about the book club is that it is bonding me into other books. Like, I was really into saga and a couple of different titles but now i really want to follow middle west i got die volume two and i totally plan on reading it also you just gave me space riders which i finished today
1: that's a lot of fun too right it's ridiculous insane
0: i you're right there's not a lot of dialogue per se but the imagery alone no but it still requires
1: so much attention to look at right like you have to like almost decipher what's really going on. The art like the speaks art for itself like, in a way. I don't know.
0: Psychedelic. <laughs> it's fucking wild. Yes. I love it's trippy I love as hell. the characters. There it's great. So, I'm excited. I got I got quite a few things to read now.
1: Yeah, I'll send you volume 2.
0: Since we're speaking about late May, Doug, isn't there something else that's happening in late May that we should probably talk about?
1: We will finally have Brandy brandy new comics on may 20th in the shop get excited y'all I'm pumped not only has dc announced that they're going to be releasing a large slate of books on may 20th we will also be receiving books so far as of this recording confirmed from marvel and image so we will have a whole bunch of brand new stuff please keep an eye on our facebook page for posts about what we will exactly be getting into the shop as of this recording it is today's is April 28th. 28th. We do not know for sure if the store will be at full operating conditions, if we'll be allowed to have people in the shop. So we'll be relying heavily Mm -hmm. on these lists that say what we will be having come in. You know, loyal customers who have pull lists and they have subscriptions to certain titles. But we will also have these lists going for anybody else who wants to come pick up just a book or two. We have, you know, we'll have some new trade paperbacks in. We'll have a ton of new stuff. I know that, like, these are still such trying times and that people aren't and going to be able to too. function like they were. Yeah, like, you can't still, even when all quarantines and lockdowns are lifted, you really, we can't be rushing to, like, go sit at restaurants and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I want to, you know, we'll be we'll be able to offer a couple pieces of normalcy that you'll be able to, you know, just read your comics. We'll be able to relax. We can all enjoy a nice book.
0: So, I think we're at the end here, Doug. I think it's time to wrap up, and I want to say some thank yous. So first and foremost, so you have some thank yous. um, Yeah, I want to thank George for coming on and uh, doing that interview with you. Um, Also, want to mention his podcast. I think we said it quite a few times, but you could find his podcast at Best Little Horror House in Philly. Um, George actually just recently started doing these, I guess you'd call them mini episodes, where he does like a choose your own adventure um so he has a guest on and they kind of just run through the choices and it's really funny george uh, i listened to his first one um the other day and he does like voices for the characters that i found hysterical like i was literally cackling to myself while listening i
1: remember reading so many of those goosebumps ones when i was a kid and you do that thing like where it's like turn to page 47. So you turn to page 47. But you do it. You and then do it you realize sl- that it's like a short... You do it
0: slowly and you're like peeking. You're like, wait, do I really want to commit to this? Was that what you were going to say?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> so then you like don't totally turn the page. And then you're like, nope, never mind, never mind, never mind. I'm going to page 58. <laughs> and now, oh, my God, I'm on a bobsled and we're going down the hill. And there's a ramp Hell, yeah. Up. And then it's like. Even. Where's the ramp in the Even during lead?
0: Georgia's show, him and his guests were, like, really putting a lot of thought into the choices. And they were like, I feel like this is a trap. And you're like, but is it a trap? Or is, are they trying to make me think it's a trap? Because it's not a trap. Mm-hmm. So, like, you really, like, get kind of fucked up in your head about it. Even though it's just, like, a silly game. And you could totally reset um, and go back and see what the other choices are. But it really does feel like it's kind of... It's, it's real in a sense. You don't want to choose wrong.
1: Yeah. The stakes are high. They're recording a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> don't fuck up. We have a Deadpool book called You Are Deadpool mm-hmm. at the store, and it is a, a Deadpool adventure that you read like that. Oh, really? It's really neat. Yeah, to choose your own Deadpool book.
0: Wow, I just hit my mic a bunch, so listeners, please ignore that. Anyway, my second thanks I want to give to Justin, of course. Thank you for the songs every week. And thank you for including a theme with our with our show. Yeah. And also, I Quarantine mean, most vibes. importantly, thank you to the listeners. I know we, we went away for a couple weeks, um, but we're back with a vengeance. So uh, smash that like button. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rate <Right> and <in> review. <laughs> Nicely. If you really like the show, give it five stars. If you don't like it, then
0: don't review it. That's okay.
1: We love you. <laughs> We love you anyway. If you don't like it, don't
0: rate
1: it. That's okay. You don't have to. We are only
0: now accepting five-star reviews.
1: At this moment, yeah, we're only... Unfortunately, I'm so sorry, but unfortunately, at this juncture, we can only accept five-star reviews. (laughs) If you don't have a five-star review, unfortunately, I'm sorry, we can't accept your review. (laughs) I'm so sorry, but unfortunately... (laughs) That if that's your opinion, we can't accept it. <laughs> so, if you don't like the show, please email. Um,
0: Thank you. Email
1: someone. Email yourself. Email yourself and the negative review. Yourself, and don't make me see email it. Email
0: yourself and just be like, you know what? We're gonna try again next week. Maybe they'll do better next yes. week. Yes. Yes. And that's it. So we'll do a little that's better next ask, time. You know, very simple.
1: Yes. Give us a five star review. If you don't want to give us a five star review, don't review us at all. And that's okay. We still. Email love yourself. You. That's it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Email yourself.
0: To give us another shot. Yeah. All right. Uh, Doug, where can you be found? Derailed.
1: <laughs> I have, of course, been at Dumple Stiltskin.
0: And I've been at K underscore O.
1: The show has been at The Geekery Radio.
0: And the shop is at. <laughs>
1: nope. Yep yes and the <laughs> and shop is at,
0: at the geekery nj across all platforms or once this coronavirus bullshit is over you could physically go there at 133a main street in meadowan new jersey yes so thank you guys for listening hope this hope thank this was you. our best podcast yet
1: i think it's definitely the best one until we or do at least top eight.
0: seven it's gotta be
1: it's in the top seven <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Be safe. Be well. We'll see you next week.
1: Stay sane.
0: Bye. Bye. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Wait.